Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, it's really, this isn't even hard anymore. The things I've been telling you over the past two years, the left is just, they're not hiding them anymore. When I say the left, I throw Fauci in that group too. They're not hiding. They're just coming out and saying it right now. The quiet part being said out loud. I got a cut from Fauci about exactly that. An update on the dreaded mask story, which just continues, a mass delusion. And another mass delusion here about what is a woman and what happened to the Daily Wire and Matt Walsh. Very, very scary stuff. Happened to us for 2,000 meals. True loaded show for you today. Don't go anywhere. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Keep your online activity free from the prying eyes of big tech and the government. Get a VPN. Don't wait. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Big Jubilee. Congratulations, Queen Elizabeth. 70 years on the throne today. I got a little comment on that in the beginning. Joe was very excited about that this morning. Yes. Let me be very excited. Um, let me get to the show. I do. I have a comment on that. I think you may find interesting. Even, even Guy, who disagrees with everything, was like, you know what? Maybe you have a point there. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, Joe, let's go. Here we go, Dano. So just a bit of a note, not typically my topic, royal watching. I am uh, I have a natural revulsion to centralized power and monarchy, although it's largely ceremonial with our friends in the United Kingdom. We have a large audience over there, and I know there's a lot of reverence uh, for the queen. 70 years, long time. It's 96 years old. She's been through a lot, a lot of loss. Um, I get it that a lot of us libertarian conservatives out there, we have this natural kind of revulsion, you know, centralized power, monarchy, even if it is ceremony. I get that. But I'm watching the Jubilee this morning and a couple of things came to mind. Put aside for a moment, you know, it is a ceremonial monarchy. I mean, we understand that. But put aside for a moment this kind of natural, um, you know, I like the American way. And I, I obviously, obviously do. I'm yeah. a, a big fan, to say the least, Joe, of the Constitutional Republic, yeah, not sir. a parliamentarian system, right? I think that's fairly obvious. But I got to thinking, you know, I think the natural inclination for a lot of us is to kind of poke fun at this. Oh, look at all right. All right, Joe, like goofy queen, whatever. Like she's not even really, you know, what to, she doesn't really have any power. The queen, like a little pomp and circum. What a waste of time. And, you know, yeah, I may get some negative feedback on this. And it's okay. I'm not here to lie to you. I, I, this is how I genuinely feel. Maybe the order of it, folks, the pageantry of it, right? The respect for the history of it. The reverence for the history of the monarchy in the United Kingdom. You know, maybe the suspension of disbelief for a moment. We know we're watching a movie. We know they're just people. They, you know, they've got their share of scandal, their family, like everyone else. They don't have superhuman powers. They use the bathroom and burp like everyone else does. But when we see the royals and we see what's happening right now and over in the United Kingdom, we suspend disbelief. Wouldn't you say? You know, we pretend we're watching a Marvel movie with people with superhuman powers and we suspend our disbelief like we do in a movie theater for just a moment. And maybe just believing we can be something superhuman and better for a moment is something we need to get back to. You know, I'll tell you, folks, and I mean it, 10 years ago, I would have scoffed and been like, so stupid, what a waste of time. But maybe we could use a little bit more of that suspension of disbelief, believing we can be something better. Even if we quietly know, you know, we're all sinners in the end. I don't know, just my thought. Order, pageantry, respect for history. There may be something to that. I think you're right on. Just I think thought. you're right on target, you, dude. Buddy. So did Guy, which is stunning because yeah. Guy disagrees with everything. And was Guy was like, that. you know what? I think you're right. Yeah. I'm not, by the way, I'm not suggesting we should revert to a ceremonial monarchy in the United States. I think there was a revolution fought over that. <laughs> I'm simply suggesting that 
their reverence for their own history, even if it is ceremonial, pageantry, and largely you suspending disbelief, believing these people are somehow superhuman, right? Maybe there's something to that. Tradition is important. That's right. And maybe our broken culture is because we, we constantly tell ourselves how awful we are, right? How terrible we are. We're all racist and horrible people. Maybe if we go back to telling each other, you know what? Royals, you know, there are people who can strive to be better and maybe we should suspend this belief for a moment. Maybe we should go back there. Just a thought. Now I want to spend a lot of time on that. All right, let me move on um, to the real world we have to deal with right now, not pageantry, unfortunately. But, you know, I hate to say it because it's so like, hey, look at me, self-praise thinks and there's nothing worse than self-praise as Aunt Jane, God rest her soul, my godmother, my mother's uh, sister used to tell me all the time, there's nothing worse than self-praise. But I never ever, ever want you to think you're wasting your time here. When Joe and I put together the idea for this show, what was the original idea, Joe? During a commute, that's the reason it's an hour or less. That was the reason. It was originally about a half an hour. We wanted you during the commute to get the most important stories of the day and some color on about what it means for conservatism, right? Some opinions, some color, right? That was our whole intent. I never want to waste your time with crap. It's why we don't talk about a lot of stupid stuff you see in the media. It's why we spend almost zero time on the juicy small A case. Because I don't care. And neither should you. It doesn't really matter. All all it spoke to was this dopey guy's feelings. But I have insisted to you that the story about mask mandates, Fauci, the federal bureaucracy and vaccine mandates, ladies and gentlemen, has nothing to do with science. It has always been about control. The reason the left is in love with the mask and the vaccine Believe me when I tell you, I have studied these people over a decade of my life. I have dealt with them up close and personal. It has nothing to do with the efficacy of masks or the efficacy of vaccines. We have science on that. I'll get to it in a second. It is almost at this point, this positive. These things do not do what the left tells us they do. We are right there to it being, I'd say, almost conclusive. So if it's not about the science and the efficacy, what is it about? It is about centralized government power. The left cannot have you questioning government, even when government tells you something that is science fiction, not science. Because that's their whole governing ideology. You suck, government's better. It's simple as that. That's why they're in love with the mandates. That's why all they want to talk about is masks and the vaccine, no matter what. Now, here's Fauci yesterday on Fox. You know, my producer, Sabrina, my Fox show, sent this to me right away. She's like, bingo, here you go. You've been saying this the whole time. Here's Fauci on Fox yesterday admitting that the federal government fighting for for the mask mandate on planes to get masks back on planes and transportation. Here's him admitting that this really doesn't have anything to do with masks. And it has everything to do with who has the power to tell you to wear a mask. This is just glorious. Check this out. One of the issues, Neil, that I have I have articulated in the past and I will in the future, it's less about mandates on the plane than it is about who has the right and the authority and the capability of making public health decisions. And I believe that the Department of Justice is operating on the principle that decisions that are public health decisions belong with the public health agency. In this case, the CDC So it's more of a matter of principle of where the authority lies than it is about whether or not there's going to be a mandate on a plane or not. I can't. can't. Thank you. Sorry. We got to get Guy and Justin a microphone. Joe has it. They don't have it. Joe, you can hear Joe. You can't hear these two. Um, He's like, you totally nailed it. Yeah. Well, I do totally. He said nailed it, but I have to add a little hyperbole. I did nail it. I told you this has nothing to do with the science. Notice he never mentions at all in that whole thing, the science of masks, because they have a new study out about masks, which is horrible. Do you notice he doesn't mention that? He is solely concerned about one thing. What does he say? Like two or three times show who has the authority, who has the authority. So what he's saying is health decisions about your health are not yours. They're theirs. (laughs) It's you're not wasting your time here. This has nothing to do with the damn masks. All it has to do is with is you not being able to question government authority. Period. The judge is ruled. The verdict is in. We're right. The left is wrong. How do I know this? That this is all about mandates and authority and has nothing to do with actual science. 
which you would think a scientist like Fauci would kind of be into, you know, the whole sciencey thing. Folks, Town Hall, please read this article. It's in my newsletter. I don't bother you a lot with reading articles. I'll put them there for you, but I need you to read this. Town Hall, Bongino.com slash newsletter. If you subscribe, it's free. I send you these articles every morning. It's a simple article, nothing dramatic. It quotes the new Lancet, which used to be a respected medical journal. The left loves this journal before they ruin their credibility. New Lancet study destroys the CDC's justification for school mask mandates. Ladies and gentlemen, this is called science. Studies where they actually went back and looked at the CDC's data on masks. Quote, now, listen, keep in mind, ScrewTube suspended me for saying exactly this. Is that about, uh, what was that about? That was about ScrewTube fighting back against conservatives on their site. They don't like them. Nothing to do with science. Here, Lancet study. So they replicated the CDC study, show similar results. Replicating the CDC study shows similar results. However, incorporating a larger sample and longer period showed, 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 no significant relationship between mask mandates and case rates. You want to read on? So in other words, they looked at the CDC study and expanded it. So it was even more powerful. No relationship. These results persisted when using regression methods to control for differences across districts. Interpretation. School districts that choose to mandate masks are likely to be systematically different from those that do not in multiple, often unobserved ways. We failed to establish a relationship between school masking and pediatric cases using the same methods, but a larger, more nationally diverse population over a longer interval. Let me interpret that for you again. Let me interpret the interpretation. That the reason COVID cases go up and down in school districts have nothing to do with masks and everything to do with other factors that are very difficult to control. <laughs> kind of sounds like something uh, we said Kind of, kind of sounds like uh, some YouTube suspended us for saying that. We then quit YouTube. And after we quit, YouTube tried to say, you can't quit. We fired you. <laughs> yeah, good luck on that. That's kind of funny because our last video on YouTube was, why, here's why we're leaving YouTube. Precisely because of this. Because they're not interested at all in science. Lancet, which by the way, is, 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 is destroyed its own credibility for a number of reasons is now admitting in their scientific data the, that this, there's no science here at all. Doesn't matter. It is about control. You will wear the damn mask because we told you to. Shut your mouth. They need that visual symbol of the fact that they're in charge, the mask on your face, and you are not. You are not in charge. They are. They'll never... It doesn't matter how many reports come out on this mask thing. They will go to the grave with this. Ladies and gentlemen, it is one of the biggest mass delusions in American history. And forgive me for harping on this. I know this story drives some of you nuts. But if we allow this stuff to continue, we will only invite government to do it again. This was a mass delusion. You know what another mass delusion is? Totally detached from science and reality. The idea that a woman can become a man and a man can become a woman. That's a delusion. It's not true. It's not based in any science, just like the mask thing. But it's a mass delusion. Liberals tell themselves. And not only, listen, you want to live in a mass delusion? You do you, daddy-o. The problem with the mass delusion is they want to force you to believe the mass delusion. It reminds me of some of um, the uh, prophetic books, you know. It's not good enough that you say two plus two equals five. It's not good enough, Joe. They want you to believe it. That's right. Yep. They need you to believe it. So it's not good enough for you on the conservative sane right to say, wait, um, a man can't become a woman and a woman can't become a man. Uh, They are distinct categories. That's not true. It's not good enough that you don't say that. You better believe. You better believe the opposite is true or they will punish you. Now, what do I mean? Where am I going with this? Folks, the Daily Wire's Matt Walsh, who is going to be on my radio show next week, 
has a movie out called What is a Woman? Where he asks a very simple question. What is a woman? It's a very simple answer, folks. It's an adult female human. It's None of this is complicated. That's what a woman is. Every sane person knows that. But the mass delusion now is that anybody's a woman. Anyone who says they're a woman or feels like a woman is a woman. That's ridiculous and absurd. So they have a movie coming out called What is a Woman? Look at this story that popped this morning. Or yesterday morning, I should say. Daily Wire comes under sustained DDoS attack intended to disrupt the premiere of What is a Woman? Folks, this is a serious story. It's close to my heart because when Rumble and Locals, who I'm an equity stakeholder in, when we supported the launch of 2000 Mules, the 2020 election movie by Dinesh D'Souza, we came under a very sophisticated distributed denial of service attack. That's a DDoS attack. These are not easy to do. They're not. They require sophistication and effort. This, I would argue to you the same cabal of leftist fascist idiots who don't want you to see 2,000 mules were likely the same people trying to wipe the Daily Wire off the map so you couldn't see this movie. Folks, I want to be sure you understand this because I live this every day. This is not a joke. These are very serious people. They are violent authoritarian, authoritarian thugs. Violent. They are exactly who we think they are. They're, you keep your head on a swivel around these people. I'm going to play a voicemail for you coming up in a minute. I got these people are not kidding. They are violent. They are tyrannical. They are authoritarian. And they are willing to do anything, and I mean anything, to enforce their destructive cancerous agenda. Now, there's two reasons they don't want you to see this movie, What is a Woman? And there's two reasons they don't want you to ask this question, What is a Woman? The first reason is one I've discussed often. The left needs subjectivity. Anything that uh, creates an objective category, a God-given category, they hate because they want values to come from government. If something's objective, like God-given rights, woman, man, you get your right to defend yourself from God, then the government can't get in between. So there's nothing the left hates more than objectivity because subjectivity requires the government to treat people differently. And that's the essence of totalitarianism. You don't like rich people? Just treat them differently. Take their money. Okay. That's it. Don't, don't, don't gaff that off. It's a, it's a bigger 64,000 foot view, view, but a view, but I'm telling you it's true. You notice anything objective, faith, family, God given rights, they hate it because then they can't interpret and disrupt it. Second, a woman's a category, immutable. They don't like that. Second, division. Folks, the left needs division. They need categories to set those categories against each other. Black versus white, union versus non-union, immigrant versus non-immigrant. Because they want to be the one in the middle telling the victimized group that they're protecting them. But in order to feel victimized, you need division. So if they want you to believe you're trans and that you're, you can't be, you're not a woman, you're a man, even though you're a biological woman, they want you to believe the Republicans are definitely coming for you, even though you have God-given rights too, and that they're going to protect you. Subjectivity and division, hallmarks of the leftist. You'll, once you keep those two in your head and you look for them, you'll see them everywhere. You'll see it everywhere. That's why they can't have you see this. So in order to help Matt Walsh out, and the less DDoS attack. I'm going to show you about a minute of the trailer of what is a woman. And I'm going to show you how crazy the people we're dealing with are. And I want you to keep in your head. They are exactly who we think they are. They are crazy. They are violent. They're authoritarian. And you better darn well keep your head in a swivel around these people because they're not kidding. Play that cut. What is a woman? Can you tell me that? <laughs> Well, you're at the Women's March. You must have some idea. Please, if, if one person could tell me what a woman is. You are not here for women. We ask you to leave. What is that? I'm a husband. I'm a father of four. I host a talk show. I give speeches. I write books. 
I like to make sense of things. A woman is not anything in particular. There is not one particular thing. It could be many things to many people. Some women have penises, right? Some men have vaginas. I like scented candles. I've watched Sex and the City. Yeah. How do I know if, if I'm a woman? That's a great like, question. You're not a scientist. You're not a gender studies major. No. How do you know that you're a man? I guess because I got a dick. Kind of sums it up, doesn't it? It's because I got a Dave, do you remember the website for us for the Daily Wire? I know this isn't a spot, but was it Daily dailywire.com slash Bongino if you want to check that out, and you should. Matt Walsh will be on the radio show next week. Folks, there's a bigger and more important point here. I'm going to play for you. Let me get to I'm going to take a quick break here, but after this, I want to play a voicemail for you. I got to my phone yesterday. It's not a joke. It's not a setup. I get these all the time, um, and I never put them on the air because I just don't. This is not the first time, I assure you, but I want to show you because I think it's important who we're dealing with. Keep your head on a swivel around these people. They are exactly the violent thugs you think they are. Some good news first. Um, Folds of Honor, folks, this is a, um, an, an un, it's my unbelievable charity. It's my personal favorite charity because education can change a life. I'm, I'm asking you, I'm practically begging you to support them. American flags waving on headstones this Memorial Day. Remind us that freedom comes at the highest of prices. I'm confident my listeners will link arms with me and honor those who bravely preserve it. As members of the Folds of Honor Squadron, we'll help to lift the cost of an education off the shoulders of military families who gave us so much. The Folds of Honor Awards, they, Folds of Honor Awards scholarships can change lives, folks, to the spouses and children of fallen or disabled U.S. service members. Charity Navigator rates Folds of Honor four out of four stars. So you can give with confidence. I do. I do it every year publicly on TV to draw attention to Folds of Honor and Christmas on Fox. This is my charity. Scholarship recipients are as diverse as the country we call home. Their common bond is sacrifice. I'm asking you to become a squadron member today with a recurring donation of $13 a month. Head to uh, www.foldsofhonor.org squadron. That's foldsofhonor.org squadron. Folds of Honor org slash squadron together we'll make sure these courageous families are not forgotten i'm asking you to join the mission today at folds of slash squadron it is a fantastic charity it can change lives for those who gave so much thanks folds of honor we appreciate it appreciate you being here so this is what i mean by these people they are sophisticated they did this ddos attack on 2000 mules they're doing it now on what is a woman these are the same Antifa people, the BLM people, the people who support them. They are exactly who you think they are. I got this little gem. I beep out the middle because he, he, the, the beep part is my actual home address. I get these all the time. And I want you to hear what we deal with every day because these leftist media types. You ever notice, Joe, when the leftist media types, don't you dare call us out for lying. We get death threats. You notice how I never bring that up, even though we get more than they do? Because I'm not a victim, I'm a public figure, and if you come to my house and threaten my family with serious physical injury or death, I will kill you instantly, and I will not think twice about it. I won't be proud of it, I won't be happy about it, I don't want anyone's blood on my hands or on my driveway. I'm a Christian, I believe in forgiveness, but if it's you or my family, believe me, it's you. Um, I will kill you. And believe me, I won't think twice about it. But I want you to hear what people like me, and I'm not the only one, by the way. My conservative friends get these all the time, too. This came over on my phone yesterday uh, during the show. And again, the beep is my address, which for obvious reasons I don't want to put out there. Check this out. Hey, is this Dan Bongino home address? There's a Facebook page summoning all patriots to meet at your home and to come armed. So just call and make sure it's you. Thanks. Bye. There's a Facebook page calling all patriots to meet at my home armed. That's not what he's saying, folks. There's no Facebook page. I get these all the time. What they do is, you see how they're getting cu- too cute by half? He knows if he threatens me and I find out who he is, and, we, and I, of course I would prosecute, he doesn't want to threaten you directly. So what they do is they do it with a wink and an eye. I get these all the time. Hey, we told all patriots to meet at your home. Here's your address. Armed. Do you get it? Folks, happens all the time. They are who you think they are. They're living in a mass delusion. And violence is their currency. Make no mistake. Sad, but true. Here, again, from the file of they are exactly who we think they are. Here's a guy named Ram Filipuski. 
I, I candidly have no idea who this guy is. Um, I, I, I shouldn't say I don't know who he is. I've seen him on Twitter and social media, but he's some like hero to the left. They love this guy. I don't know why. I, I don't know what he did, but they love him. Um, the left would probably say the same thing about me, I guess. It'd be like, I don't know what Dan Bongino is, but I genuinely don't know who the dude is other than beside uh, social media. But Ron Filipowski, what is he? Oh, he's a current thing. Oh, yeah, of course he's a current thing. He's got the Ukraine. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He's a current, uh, folks, support's the current thing. Jim, even though you're on the pipe, pull up your mug, Jim. Support the current thing. We always cheer to the current thing. Um, so Ron Filipowski is like a hero icon to the left. And again, these people are exactly who you think they are. So Michael Sussman, the Clinton-connected lawyer, despite, again, overwhelming evidence, overwhelming evidence that he deceived the FBI with his text, right, gets off. Now, you would think a guy like Filipowski, if there was overwhelming evidence of lawbreaking, would, would, would be like, well, you know, justice definitely was denied in this case. No, no, they think it's hilarious to love. Here, he's actually, ha, 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 ha. What is it? Five laughing guy emojis there? And oh, oh, exclamation. He has what? Five exclamation points? Six? My eye says. He says, John Durham goes down to defeat as Sussman is acquitted today. A trial that Trump and MAGA have followed daily, arguing is going to lead to the prosecution of Hillary Clinton. We argued that? That's funny, guys, because I thought we argued the. Did, did we not argue the exact opposite? Yes, we did. I think we did. Yeah, we, we have video and audio evidence, but that's, uh, th th don't count on Filipowski. Trust me, nothing's going to happen to Hillary Clinton precisely because of people like Ron Filipowski who support the new banana republic we live in. This third world republic we live in right now, which is collapsing, where justice is dead. Filipowski loved. They think it's hilarious. They even put the laughing guy emoji. They think this is really funny that the Democrat nominee for president paid a lawyer to hijack the FBI to investigate their opponent and then do a special counsel afterwards. They think this is great. They think this is great. They are who we think they are, folks. Your head swivel um, around these people. These are the people, when the violence starts, who I'm telling you will cheer it on. They will, the bloodshed, they will love it. Here, Matt Whitaker, who's a good guy, acting attorney general. Matt Whitaker was on Fox talking about this Sussman case. And addressed what I brought up the other day, how the Democrats love this thing, how you think justice, justice is dead. If you get tried in a D.C. court, that's 96 percent, the D.C., the District of Columbia Democrat, you have no chance as a Republican of a free trial. And if you're a Democrat, it's lawless. You will go into court and you will likely, if you're a prominent Democrat, get off. Why? Because it's not a real trial. It's a reverse star chamber where everybody goes in and goes, hey, uh, Michael Sussman, plead your case. I'm going to let you off. Here's Whitaker talking about the new jury nullification. D.C., totally lawless for Democrats. Justice is blind to Democrats in D.C. You can do whatever you want. And there was a strategy here. I'm going to show you the strategy in a minute. This is nothing new. The Democrats have known this for a long time. Yeah, play Whitaker. How much... To the fact that it happened in Washington, D.C., where something like 90 percent of the electorate voted for Hillary Clinton and three of the people on the jury not only voted for her, but apparently contributed to her campaign. It's crazy. It is crazy. And, you know, four percent of Washington, D.C. voted for Donald Trump. And so obviously this was going to be a pro-Democrat, pro-Clinton jury. Uh, my biggest concern is the, the jury foreman came out and, and really gave up, uh, you know, what the jury was discussing, which is that they thought this case should have never been uh, brought uh, to their attention in the first place. And that's that's a little concerning because this looks more like a jury nullification where even though the evidence was overwhelming, even though they, the government proved their case, right. that the jury just decided that this wasn't a case worth pursuing. And therefore they were, you know, and remember, 12 of them voted unanimously not guilty. So that means that, you know, even though the evidence says we know it, which is he, you know, said in that text message, but he had also gone up and testified on Capitol Hill under oath that he was representing a client. And his billing records showed that. So, I mean, this this case to me, uh, factually and, and legally, was a slam dunk case. Folks, I, listen, I, I've been, I, I did this for over a decade of my life at the local level and the federal level. I've testified in trials before, multiple indictments as well. 
This case was a slam dunk. I'm telling you that. I am an opinion guy. I get it. I am a conservative. I'm telling you that with every single bit of objectivity I can muster. This was an open and shut case. The evidence was overwhelming. And yet, what does it tell you? That jurists agreed to hear the evidence. In other words, said to the, the, uh, the, the court, yes, we will serve on this court in this case and hear this evidence because we want to do this now. And that, in my opinion, they misled them. They misled the court. They knew the whole time that they were going to, no matter what was said in court, Joe, there was going to be a not guilty verdict. The jury four woman just said it. I had bigger things to do. We had bigger things to do. There's better ways to spend their time. Then why did you agree to serve on the jury? Oh, see, it all makes sense now. Lawless D.C. They wanted Washington, D.C., the Democrats, to be lawless for them so they could do whatever they want. I'm going to show you this, a part of their plan. This is not new. The Democrats had this plan for a long time. Make Washington, D.C., for a very specific reason, a place where Democrats can do whatever they want and Republicans will be prosecuted for doing nothing like Mike Flynn. Listen to yesterday's episode if you want a full take on that. Let me get to my... My next sponsor, take a quick break, and I'll show you what I mean, how this plan is not new. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. So getting back to my point here, how this is what the Democrats always wanted. They wanted D.C. law enforcement, federal law enforcement, the FBI, and local law enforcement to be run by leftists. Why do you think the BLM riots, when they nearly burned down D.C., were not only allowed to proceed, but encouraged by law enforcement, by managers there? Federal law enforcement, too. They were kneeling. The FBI, remember, Joe, the FBI was kneeling in honor, genuflecting in front of BLM as they burned down their city. They wanted a jury pool. They wanted law enforcement. They wanted the courts. And as I said, they wanted the juries all to make sure that Democrats would never be, process, uh, 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 be prosecuted in that successfully in the nation's capital. Let me go back to this article in 2013. This is a difference that we do on this show. You're not going to see elsewhere. You think this is new? November 21st, 2013, Washington Post, Paul Kane. Harry Reid and the Democrats trigger the nuclear option and eliminate most filibusters on nominees. What does this have to do with the lawless Washington, D.C.? I'll read it for a second, but folks, for nearly our entire modern existence, we had a filibuster option on, on uh, nominees for the, uh, for the circuit appeals and Supreme Court. A filibuster, meaning you would need to uh, muster together 60 votes in the Senate out of 100. Harry Reid, who was a Senate majority leader at the time, thought it so important that they stack the Washington, D.C. Eh, Court of Appeals that he threw out our entire history and our protocol. And he said, no more filibuster on nominees to the DC circuit court. It's going to be just 50, uh, 51 instead of 60 votes here. Here's the piece. This is from 2013. Democrats used a rare parliamentary move to change the rules so that federal judicial nominees and executive office appointments can advance the confirmation votes by a simple majority of senators rather than the 60-vote supermajority that's been the standard for nearly four decades for liberals. That's 40 years. The immediate rationale for the move, listen, was to allow for the confirmation of three picks by Obama to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit. The most recent example of what Democrats have long considered unreasonably partisan obstruction by Republicans. Really? 40 years of obstruction? That's kind of weird, considering the Democrats were in charge for a lot of that. They threw the rules out. 40 years of protocol they threw out to make sure in 2013 that they could stack what court with their nominees? The Washington, D.C. Court of Appeals. 
Now, why is that? Why did they want D.C. lawless? Lawless juries, a lawless FBI, and a lawless D.C. Court of Appeals in case you appeal the case and get to the Court of Appeals. Why did they want to make sure it was stacked with liberal partisans and not actual judges? Because what's in Washington, D.C.? Oh, politicians. And politicians on the Democrat side and some swampy Republicans, too, are typically really, really corrupt. What's also in Washington, D.C.? Think tanks that work with Democrats like Brookings to go and attack Donald Trump. So if they get prosecuted jurisdictionally, where are they going to go to court, Joe? Washington, D.C., baby. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that great? Regulations that are challenged, by the way, liberal regulations about the environment, anti-unconstitutional regulations. Where are they challenged too? Oh, Washington, D.C. That's right, because that's where the regulators are. Folks, nothing the left does, they do by accident. And I got to tell you, it's way past the damn time we get used to this. These people are playing for keeps, man. We've been playing checkers for generations, talking about tax cuts. I love tax cuts. I talk about it all the time. Folks, tax cuts don't matter if we lose the culture and the system breaks down. They have wanted this forever. Corrupted juries, corrupted judges, and corrupted law enforcement. And it's working. We're losing. It's time we uh, clean the swamp. I'm tired of the the sloganeering. Everybody, the next president who gets in, everyone should be polygraphed at the law enforcement level. Everyone should have another background check done at the management level. And if you can't profess to defend the Constitution of the United States, I don't want conservatives. I don't want liberals. I want nonpartisans. Then get the F out. Not only do they want to corrupt the jury pool, not only do they want to, by the way, that's why they don't want to move any of the agencies out of Washington, D.C. Not only do they want to corrupt, corrupt the judges and the courts, they want people out of the FBI, not of the vaccine mandates, tying it to the beginning of the show makes sense. If you don't support a vaccine mandate and you support the God-given right to body sovereignty, you're likely a what? Conservative, which means you're out of a job in the military or federal law enforcement. Kind of weird, right? Given that the vaccine doesn't stop the latest variants at all. And that's why you get people like this. Another FBI manager busted. Read this story in the newsletter today. Oh, it's a doozy. Republican Senator Chuck Grassley raises alarm over partisan social media posts linked to an FBI official. Where does he work? He's an ASAC, folks. Assistant special agent in charge. Very powerful guy. And where? The Washington field office. My gosh. Name is Thiebaud. The plan was always to stack the court, corrupt the leadership of the military and law enforcement. And now you have the central portion of government's power in Washington, D.C., which is a get out of jail free card for Democrats and a star chamber for Republicans. What a deal here. Here's what this guy. This guy was an ASAC, a very powerful man in the Washington field office. Thiebaud liked the February tweet from the left wing Midas touch group that criticized Tucker Carlson. This FBI manager also liked another Lincoln Project tweet. Oh, Lincoln Project. <laughs> he liked an October tweet calling Kyle Rittenhouse a murderer less than a month before he was found not guilty of those charges. And he liked the September tweet criticizing Governor Abbott for his response to COVID. It goes on and on and on. This guy was a manager in the FBI Washington field office. Supposedly, according to this report, had a role in what, Joe? Public corruption. Monitoring public corruption. Oh, you mean like politicians and stuff? None of this, none of this is by accident. None of this. They want a star chamber for Republicans in D.C. and a get-out-of-jail-free card for Democrats, and it's working. As I covered yesterday, even though I I got a lot of good feedback, which I was happy about because I was very worried about bringing up the Flynn case again, but I wanted to paint for you the contrast of what happened to Mike Flynn, despite no evidence he did anything wrong at all, versus what happened to Michael Sussman, the Hillary-connected guy, despite overwhelming evidence. The Sussman jury, the Flynn judge, Emmett Sullivan, the FBI supervisor. You think you're going to get a fair trial as a Republican in Washington, D.C.? Please. That's a Ron Filipowski. Ha ha, 
ha, ha, ha, ha, ha, five emojis, five exclamation points. Speaking of goons on the left, the stunning incompetence out of the White House continues. And when I say stunning incompetence, I mean, like, in your face, you don't even have to dig for it. It's not like you got to look and read through. Let me advance again to page 22 in the book. It's in the forward to the book. Like, this book is going to be about a guy who really sucks. The incompetence out of this White House is stunning. I don't, I, I, I candidly don't know if we can handle another two plus years of this guy. I've got a monologue coming up on my show on Fox on Saturday night. By the way, thanks for making us number one again. I love you all with the, from the bottom of my heart. You all are so amazing. The show has been just kicking ass thanks to you. But I've got a monologue coming up in the beginning of my show. Joe Biden is a child, is an infant. I'm going to show you every example. This guy not taking credit for anything ever. He either blames or he misses the signs every single time. The failure of this guy is epic. You know what? Let me get to my last sponsor. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go through this. Showing you the latest example where he actually slipped. And for once admitted that he missed it again. Total slip on his part. Again, stunning incompetence. Even Bloomberg. Bloomberg. I mean, you're not going to get a more left-leaning outlet than Bloomberg, right? It's hard to find. Bloomberg had to acknowledge that this baby formula shortage, keep in mind how devastating this is and the reason why, right? Headline, baby formula makers tell Biden they foresaw, they, they foresaw dire shortages. In other words, they told Biden, hey, you shut this baby formula plant down, it's over. Here's a quote from the senior vice president from North America and Europe for this nutrition company who produces this stuff. Quote, we knew from the very beginning that this would be a very serious event. Manufacturers told Biden Wednesday they saw it coming months earlier. Now, why would baby formula be a problem? Gee, I don't know, Joe. Maybe the substitution effect or lack thereof. In other words, you have a steak shortage. It's probably a bad thing, right? You like steak. Steak restaurants are going to suffer. Nobody wants to see that. Right. But folks, it's not a catastrophe, uh, existential catastrophe, because you can eat chicken. You can eat pork. Uh, you can eat fish, salmon, whatever you'd like. You're not going to die because of a steak shortage. It's not good. It's a bad thing for the economy. Babies don't have that option, folks. You don't have baby formula. You have death. And the golden rule of the Dan Bongino show is what, fellas? Don't get dead. Don't get dead. Definitely don't get dead. You don't want to get dead. Anything that helps you get dead is a bad thing. So when someone goes to the president and says, listen, we have a shortage of the only uh, food source babies have, and if they don't have it, they'll get dead, you would think Biden would say, damn, that sounds like a problem. Yep. Nope, nope, nope. They just said they warned them. But this incompetent, stunningly incompetent buffoon of a human being apparently just gaffed it off. Here he is yesterday on tape, hearkening back to the good old days, Joe. Tape, there's no tape anymore, but you get the point. <laughs> on tape, slipping and admitting that they did warn him that this was a problem and uh, whatevs. First, you're going to hear him explain the crisis away, try to. And then you're going to hear him say after a question, yeah, yeah, they told me. What a buffoon. Listen to this. So he explains how nobody anticipated it. And then he says at the end, everybody anticipated except me. Did I, you left. Did I hear that wrong? He didn't edit that at all. It's edited for time, but it's a complete thought. Again, nobody's messing with you here. I'd play the whole thing, but it's just the same nonsense again. Nobody anticipated it except everyone in the industry who told me and me who gaffed it off. Folks, this guy is a, 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 a very, I'm, I'm not exaggerating here, is a very real existential threat to the Constitutional Republic. 
He is a stunningly incompetent human being. Stunningly. The inflation crisis, he was warned about too. He was told by just about every competent Republican and a number of Democrats, including Larry Summers, the former Clinton Treasury Secretary, he was warned if you print a bunch of money we don't have and spend in this spend stimulus package you want to pass, Joe Biden, you're going to get rampant inflation. Doesn't matter. He did it anyway because he's a buffoon who just loves the left wing celebrating him because he has so little character or dignity. I mean that. Here's Larry Summers on with David Ignatius yesterday saying, listen, this is ridiculous. Like the Fed, there's got to be some accountability here. The Federal Reserve, which by the way, Biden loves to blame the Federal Reserve. Yes, the Federal Reserve did digitally print this money and physically print it too. That led to this inflation. But why did they do it, folks? They did it because Joe Biden, the Democrats, and a bunch of swampy Republicans demanded that they print the money to pay for their programs. Don't give Joe Biden a pass either. Oh, it's just the Fed. No, the Fed's a big part of it. But Joe Biden and the swamp are almost as big a part of it, if not bigger. Here's Larry Summers saying, is the Fed ever going to look back at what they do? Is there any accountability here at all? Check this out. I do think there needs to be considerable soul searching at uh, the Fed as to how they missed this as badly as they did. They were declaring that inflation would be transitory through most of 2021, even as it was becoming clearer to clearer and clearer to a growing number of observers that inflation was not on a path to being purely transitory. Remember, it was Biden and Peppermint and others saying how inflation was going to be transitory, too, despite that gentleman right there. That's a Democrat. Larry Summers. He was literally Bill Clinton's Treasury Secretary, despite the fact that he and others, he and others, was it Jason Furman as well? Was it Furman? Democrats and Democrat appointees had warned them, you print this money, there's going to be inflationary chaos. They did it anyway. Warn them, they ignore it inflation. Warn them, baby formula. They ignore it. They're being warned again. Listen, listen, book market. Joe, market. Thursday, June 2nd. It's now 9.43 a.m. Eastern time. Flag it. Got it. Thank you. If you don't acknowledge verbally with your flag it, then I won't. I know it doesn't happen. Okay. Joe's <laughs> got a flag. Mark my words. They're being warned again about a nasty energy crisis coming this summer. It's in the Wall Street Journal. We covered it the other day. There will be rolling blackouts this summer. We covered it the other day. This energy, uh, this energy thing, NERC, this board, this board is warning them. There is not enough energy to go around this summer, and roughly two-thirds of the country will be subject to rolling blackouts. We put this right up the other day. The North American Electric Reliability Corporation it's right here, folks, is warning them, quote, two thirds of the United States could experience blackouts this summer. These are not cryptic signs, Joe. The baby formula people told them, we're out of baby formula, dipwad. Nurk, there's going to be blackouts. Larry Summers. There's going to be mass inflation. These are not cryptic signs. This is not the Rosetta Stone where pieces were broken up and made it hard to get a cipher, right? This is not that movie Contact where the guy says, here's the primer, Jody Foster. You don't need the primer. There will be blackouts. We have no baby formula. Print money. There will be inflation. There's no primer. There will be inflation. What does that mean? Can I have the language primer? They told you this. They're telling you now. And watch when there are blackouts this summer and people's food goes bad and then people get heat stroke. The Democrats will do what, Joe? They'll blame the Dan Bongino show or someone else. <laughs> yeah. They'll blame. So we did it. My whole monologue on the Fox show Saturday night is going to be about this. 
I don't know how much longer we can take. Finally, uh, one last story. I'm running out of time today. Uh, I, again, the Democrats, they're st- absolute stunning incompetence, folks. They are now, we, we're now in a public safety crisis in liberal cities. Why? Because, again, we warned them. The signs weren't cryptic. We told them, Joe, this was crazy. We said, you know, if you pursue this defund the police, anti-police, anti-public safety attitude, shocker, with no police, you're going to get more crime. And Democrats were like, yeah. they were scratching their heads like, no, no, that's not going to happen. We're going to send social workers out. Oh, you are? For a barricaded EDP with a knife, emotionally disturbed person? You're gonna, oh, good luck with that. Have fun. So we warned them, fewer cops, more crime. Of course, they pretended to be puzzled, just like we warned them about baby food, inflation, the coming blackouts in the summer. It doesn't matter. We said, you probably don't want to cut the cops. There's going to be a surge in crime. So now there's a surge in crime. People are dying. And Washington Examiner, Sarah Westwood, Democrats now want to reframe it as a gun control issue. Joe, Chicago, New York, L.A., Seattle, very liberal cities. Uh-huh. You think they have pretty strict gun control? I, if you need a minute, you, you know, I, yeah, I understand. Um, yeah, I think oh, they would, Dan. I think, uh, you think yeah. so? He's thinking. Joe's, he's, he's, he's yeah. not, he's, oh, yeah, I can see he doesn't want to commit. He's a little nervous about the answer. He doesn't want to commit. But he's guessing, and it's a very good guess because he's correct, All right. that yes, there is very strict gun control. So the strictest in the nation, and yet the crime rates, they're out of control, which would say to me that there is zero, matter of fact, a negative correlation. More gun control... More gun control equals less public safety. Or the direct correlation, more gun control equals more crime. So, of course, because liberals were warned and failed again, now they're going to try to switch it to a gun control issue again because they don't want to admit the real problem is the liberal goons running these places that are getting their people killed. Sarah Westwood notes that violent crime in Seattle is up 32% in the first quarter compared to the first quarter of 2021 when it was already surging. By the way, the surge in crime followed the passage of a gun control package in 2018 when Washington State's voters approved the bailout, a ballot initiative, among other things, raising the minimum age at which an individual could purchase a semi-automatic firearm and required a 10-day waiting period for customers looking to purchase a gun. Pass more gun control, get more crime. Is that causal? I'm not suggesting that. Is it correlational? You're seeing it right there, are you not? At least in Seattle it is. Keep it up, though, Libs. You've been warned. Uh, tomorrow's questions, right? Is it Friday? See, I didn't forget. Questions? If you would like to submit questions for tomorrow's show, we do a block at the end called Questions for Dan. Please go to my Locals account. I post a lot of just unique material there you're not going to see in the podcast. Download the Locals app or go to Locals.com. I am Bongino at Bongino there. You can subscribe. We'd appreciate it. But the post, if you want to post a question, go there. I'll have a post called Questions for Dan. I'll see you on the radio show. Sarah Palin's going to be a guest later, so you may want to check that out. See you on the radio show later. You just heard Dan Bongino.